The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, everybody. It's great to have you here for Big Universe. I'm Jim Lefter, a media producer and spiritual journeyman type guy. I'm flying solo today. Sarah Bowen, the author of Sacred Sendoffs, and my usual co-host is off on her animal adventures. So you got me today. Uh, That's okay, because I happen to have with me the original co-host for Big Universe from the very beginning, the famous Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson. Hey, Ray. Hola, como estas? Bien, bien. It's it's so cool to have you back as a guest here. This is actually going to be our hundredth episode of Big Universe. Oh, congratulations, happy anniversary! Yes, thank you, thank you. Good stuff. How, how's your uh, Jedi training going? Overall, going well. The Force feels strong with me at this present moment. So you know, long live the Jedi. <laughs> Well, you've got a lot going on today, these days. Uh, you got a new center. I know you're working on books and and uh, your art and lots of stuff. But first, let me give your official bio for those that uh, don't already know it. Okay. Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson has been called a spiritual maverick, a renaissance man, and visionary leader within the New Thought Movement. He's been a martial arts instructor, a public school teacher, a practitioner of American Sign Language, a college adjunct professor, and an ordained minister in five different seminaries and organizations, among other things. Five? Five? Really? Yes. Wow. been busy. (laughs) (laughs) Most recently, he was the senior minister at the Center for Spiritual Living Greater Baltimore, and currently he's the founding minister and spiritual director of the upcoming and new Center for Spiritual Integrated Arts a Center for Spiritual Living Affiliated Teaching Center. His personal mission is to live an active, and I'm going to let you describe that, life, and to be of service to the world as a 21st century New Thought Good Samaritan. Okay, so what does active stand for? Because I know you're big on this sort of thing. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's my way of reminding myself, you know, I do acronyms a lot, you know, to be authentic, compassionate, inspired, transparent, vibrant, and alive, empowered in all that I do. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's something that all of us need to know. So we all need to be active. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great thing, right? That would be a great that's world. That's the practice. That's the practice. That is the practice. So tell me about the uh, CSL Center you're start starting, the uh, Center for Spiritually Integrated Arts. What is that about? So... The short answer is due to COVID within Centers for Spiritual Living, they created a new designation because so many centers were closing because, you know, low enrollment and low involvement and funds, et cetera. So a lot of centers went virtual. So in the creation of many virtual centers and teaching chapters and all of the things that were going on, they created this new designation, Teaching Center which is the exact same thing as a traditional center. So if we think, quote unquote, church, 
it's the same thing as that, except the focus can be what I desire to be. So I need not do a traditional Sunday service. I can focus on education. And what I'm doing is focusing on spiritual practices through the arts. For example, how can theater, how can, you know, our love for sci-fi and all things Jedi, et cetera, why is that not an entry point into a mystical experience of the divine? So how do we get people to understand who they are spiritually and what they are as spiritually magnificent beings through visual arts, performing arts, the creative arts, all of that stuff, and having science of mind and spirit as the foundational spiritual teaching in through and you know all of that so the arts emphasis um tell me a little bit more about that i mean if i if i was a filmmaker for instance or i was a uh, uh an artist of some sort um and i wanted to come to your center how how does the core how does it work together i mean how would i work together with you is it is it an active thing with the center or is it is it more of a you know spiritual kind of guidance kind of thing if that makes any does that question make any sense at all <laughs> i think I it's think all I got of you. the above I think I got you. okay all right i think i got you so the the idea that i currently have in my mind in terms of the creation of this is normally when we think of church we think of there's a building and somewhere in that building there is the sanctuary and i want to think of instead of quote-unquote church being the place i want church the center to be the place where each of us as incarnations of the divine come together to create come together to write poetry come together to create paintings and photography and have gallery showings and have q a's you know referencing a theater show and you know when we're creating film what is it that we are conveying through the film? Film doesn't just, you know, it's not just for the sake of, yeah, I'm making a movie and it's called Star Wars. And yeah, you know, there, there's a purpose for why George Lucas wanted to create this space cowboy opera thing. And it has impacted people's lives to such a degree that Jediism is an actual recognized religious path. Isn't that so, fascinating? Yeah. Fascinating. So clearly film, television, media, oil painting, acrylic, clearly all of this feeds our souls, feeds our, our way of showing up, you know, as these creative beings. And in a world where many schools are canceling art programs and music programs, etc., like now would be a great time to come back together with the arts as a way of helping people connect to their imagination and their creativity. Because, you know, we say in CSL, we're creating a world that works for all. Well, if we're doing that, that's going to take the use of our imagination. You know, Neville Goddard says, imagination is simply another name for God. How do we activate our imagination and our creative impulse to actually build this? So, yeah, I want it to be a, a kind of master class slash uh, sangha where we come together to discuss slash gallery slash theater like i want it to be all of this stuff housed in a facility awesome. and the whole first year is going to be all virtual because you know we're literally just starting 
But yes, the long-term vision is a kind of spiritual arts academy institute, you know, place of higher awareness through the arts of all kinds. Awesome. Awesome. And you'll have regular showings of things like Dr. Strange and... And discuss the metaphysics of it. That that's the intention. Yep. That is very cool. That is very cool. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here today was to talk about spiritual mind treatments in yes, the uh, in the science of mind tradition. Uh, I just took a great course with you on uh, on this, and uh, I thought it'd be really valuable to our audience to sort of go through what a spirit, spiritual mind treatment is, the theory behind it, affirmative prayer. And, you know, even go through the steps on how, you know, how this can be an effective path for prayer. It's not the only path to, uh, right. for prayer. I mean, there are as many different ways to pray as there are, you know, people on the earth. But, Correct. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I thought spiritual mind treatment is really, really good in terms of science of mind. And, uh, and I thought it might be a good place to start. So what is a spiritual mind treatment exactly? So the short answer, spiritual mind treatment is what people would commonly understand as prayer. The difference between prayer as we do it in New Thought, which many refer to as affirmative prayer, which is cool and all, but I can be affirmative in the negative, if you understand what I'm saying. Like affirming, I can affirm that I am sick, broke, and destitute. I can affirm that. So simply saying affirmative prayer still doesn't really capture the real juice of what spiritual mind treatment actually is doing. But think of it as Yeshua says in the Bible. So check this out. When you pray, pray as though you already have the thing you are praying about. Okay, so if I want a bike and I'm praying as though I already have the bike, well, let's say I already have the bike. Then what is my prayer? My prayer is a statement of fact and gratitude. I have a bike and I enjoy this bike and I'm so grateful for this bike. That's what you're actually doing once you have it. So a spiritual mind treatment is a five-step method of getting us in alignment throughout our mental equivalent, the thoughts that we think, the emotions we feel, the words that we use and the actions of how we live. How do we get all of this in alignment with this desired experience? We don't beg. We don't beseech. We don't bargain with an anthropomorphic God. We are stating fact. We are stating truth. This is what I desire to experience. Then let me declare it as an already done deal. Describe uh, uh, mental equivalent. What does that mean exactly? So generally mental equivalent, you know, the, the idea is have your mind be an equivalent, have your mind be in alignment with what you desire. That's the short answer. And for me, the whole idea of change your thinking, change your life isn't enough. Because I can sit here and think about I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire. And I mean, I can break into a sweat thinking about it. And the money's not going to just drop from like manna from heaven. It's not going to just fall into my lap. There has to be other things. Do I feel a resonant match with it? Am I speaking the way a millionaire speaks? Because if I say, hey, Jim, what's up? You know, oh, what am I doing? I'm just sitting here, you know, cutting coupons because I'm getting ready to go grocery shopping. And, you know, I got to pinch pennies and, you know, rob from Peter to pay Paul. That's not how millionaires talk. 
So it's mental equivalent is for me, it's four pillars, the thoughts that we're thinking, the words that we're communicating, whether that's in text, verbal, uh, inner self-talk, doesn't matter. What are the words we are using? What are the emotions and the feelings? And what are the actions that are in alignment? Having all four of those things in alignment, then we produce whatever it is we are intending to produce. Okay, this is a tough question. How do you dun, get dun, there? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, how do you get there? How do you get to that place of the mental equivalent? What's the best approach? So for me, my practice has been, and what I always suggest to people is, think of it the same way you do for a meal that you're going to prepare, or you're you want to build a house. You start with the end in mind. So when I walk into the kitchen and I'm going to cook, I don't just randomly start pulling things out of the closet and out of the refrigerator. I have an intention. What do I want? I want pasta. I want lasagna. Once I know what I desire to eat, then I know what ingredients to pull. I know what pots and pans to pull. Same thing. If I want a house, you know, if I say, hey, Jim, I hear you're a contractor. I want to build a house. And you say, oh, excellent. Tell me about it. You know, it's a house. No, like how many, how many rooms? I don't know. Uh, uh, like three, three rooms. Okay. Is that three bedrooms or just three rooms? Oh, you're asking me too many difficult questions. Like I have to be clear. I want four bedrooms, two full baths, a half a bath, a living room, dining room, a theater to show movies. I want a gym. I want an art studio. Like you have to be clear because then you take it to the architect who draws the blueprints who then gives it to the contractor and then they get the materials to build it. Start at the end. What do you want to experience? Greater health and well-being? What does that look like? What are you going to be able to do with greater health and well-being? Financial health and well-being. What does that look like? What will you be able to do? Relationship health and well-being. Like whatever that is, identify what you desire and then start to and I mean, really get grounded with what will I feel as a healthy being? What will I feel when I am fiscally independent, when I am financially wealthy? What will I feel? And then build and build. So now what do I talk about? How do rich people talk? How do healthy people talk? How do healthy people think? How do healthy people act? So start at the end. What do you desire to experience? And then plug into each of the four pillars. Excellent. Okay, so the the steps. Let's go into the steps of a spiritual mind treatment. Now, did Ernest Holmes develop this? Or um... yes, yes. So he, you know, first he was a an ordained divine science minister. He was influenced by a great many things: uh, the Hindu practice of Vedanta. Emma Curtis Hopkins and Christian science. And like, there are many things in there. So I often remind people that Ernest Holmes was sort of like a collage maker and he was cutting various pieces of fabric and images from a variety of things and created his own art form. And in that he synthesized this idea of what does it mean to declare what it is in prayer? We're not begging, borrowing, beseeching, and all this stuff from an anthropomorphic God. So then what are we doing? And these five steps were his way of clarifying the practice for practitioners and for people in the various centers. 
Great, great. All right. So the first step, recognition. Talk about Re that. Recognition. So recognition is this idea of God is all there is. God is all there is. Holmes reminds us in the extension course, he says, God is all in all. It's everything. There is nothing other than it. If I'm not mistaken, it was Voltaire who said, God is a circle, circumference, nowhere, center, everywhere. God is all there is. I recognize that as truth. That's step one. Recognize that God is all there is. Spirit is all there is. For those who don't like the word God, the universe is all, and that's capital U, universe. The big universe, that universe is all <laughs> there is. There is nothing other than it. All right, and then we go to unification. So if God is all there is, then I must be what it is. I must be connected to it. It is incarnating as me. It is not like normally we would say things like God within us. Yeah, God is in us. It's moving through us and it's showing up as us. So this body that is made up of what we call matter, atoms, particles, quantum waves, and all that good stuff. Well, what is that? It's God. So even this body is God in form. It's a manifestation of God as matter. So I unify by understanding that if God is all there is, then I must be what it is. It is the, the macro, and I am the micro. What Science of mind and, and uh, Centers for Spiritual Living, what is the concept of God in, in just a small question, but what's the concept <laughs> of God in, in that perspective? Can you enlighten us on that? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so God is life. God is love. There are many synonyms we could use. God is the infinite all power that is. God is the thing that makes electrons, protons, neutrons, all that stuff move. It is the thing that keeps quantum particles and waves in motion. It is energy. It is a conscious consciousness. It is energy that is intelligent. It is love that is intelligent. It is a creative power and a creative impulse an energetic creative power and impulse. It is not a person. It is not an old man sitting in the clouds. That is the old anthropomorphic idea. Can we have a personal relationship with this concept? So I often, and that's a great question. And I say to folks, is it possible for, for me, I'll say me, is it possible for me to have a personal relationship with myself? Yes. Right. So if God is all there is, then God is you. And if I am able to have a personal relationship with you, we are friends, we are brothers, we are colleagues, then it's possible for me to have an intimate and personal relationship with God. If I take a walk in nature, Frank Lloyd Wright said, oh, I believe in God, but I spell it N-A-T-U-R-E. I spell it nature. So the personal relationship that he had with God was the relationship he had with nature. The manner in which we relate to anything and everything is our personal relationship with the divine. Hmm. Which brings me to the third step in the uh, spiritual mind treatment, which is realization. What, what do you know? Right. Right. Realization is 
what do you know? What, are, what is it that you are declaring that you know? So recognition, God is. We often teach the kids this version of the, the, the steps. Number one, God is. Number two, I am. Number three, I know. Okay, so same thing I said before. What is it that you desire to experience? I know that I am healthy. Why? How? How is that? I know that I am healthy because I am what God is, and God is all there is, and God is infinite health, period. I know that I am creative because I am an individualized expression of the creative impulse that is the universe. I know it is a declaration of what you desire to experience in your life. What are you convicted to experience? What do you know? Give me an example. Health. What is it that you desire to experience in, regarding health? Um, finances. What is it that you desire to experience regarding finances? Are and you, state, are you specific? Ahead. Are you like a specific condition? Like say someone is, is dealing with a, an illness or something like that. Are you, are you fo you're focusing on health? Um, do you name the condition in that? So depending on, and now in the general five steps, depending on where you're learning it, some have a six, there's a denial in there, right? So you can deny. So I can say something to the effect of, uh, for example, I was just diagnosed with prostate cancer. So when I get to the knowing, or I mean, when I get to the realization, which is the knowing, I would say something such as, well, let me do all three. Understanding that God is all there is. God is the all in all. And what I know is that because it is all there is, it must be right where I am. And while my body is experiencing this thing called prostate cancer, and while my doctors are gathering together to be the right and perfect divine team, I understand that there is this part of me that cannot be sick. There is this part of me, the truest part of me, that is only whole, perfect, and complete. And so while my body is going through this experience, what I am understanding is that experience is shifting right now. Health and well-being that I know is now showing up in every cell of my body, every bone, every fiber, every tissue. I know that I am a healthy demonstration, manifestation, and incarnation of God. Awesome. And we would do the same thing for anyone experiencing whatever that is that they too are experiencing. All right, let's let's continue on the five steps. We've got recognition, unification. We just talked about realization. Then there's this big one called gratitude. Yes, gratitude, thanksgiving. So as uh, Meister Eckhart said, if the only prayer you ever said your entire life was thank you, it would be enough. Why? Like, why would... Why is gratitude such a big deal? Because you're grateful for what you have. So clearly in this process, there's this element of, I am grateful to be able to speak these words. I am grateful to recognize this. I am grateful to know this. I am grateful to declare this. And I am grateful to receive the manifested experience of what it is that I am speaking. I am grateful. I am grateful for the breeze on a hot summer day. I am grateful for the rain that nourishes the plants and the ground and all of life. I am grateful for the ability to have love in my heart and express it. I am grateful that there are people like Jim who has this amazing podcast, you know, big universe that is shifting lives and informing people. I am grateful because if I can be grateful for anything, 
then I can be grateful for all of the other everythings in my life. So finding that gratitude, finding that being full of thanks, being thankful till your cup runneth over, be, it becomes the energy that fuels this vehicle. Okay, so next is release. Yes. Let it go. Let it go. Yes, let it in go. The same way. Let it go. Wait, do I have to pay Disney? <laughs> yes, for that, don't, for don't, that? don't frozen me. Yeah. I won't I won't sing the whole thing. So <laughs> I won't I won't make our audience suffer for that. <laughs> but it's like I often remind people, so if, if I if you're a farmer, if I'm a farmer and I have a handful of seeds, what good does it do if I keep them held in my hand? It does absolutely no good. I must surrender. I must release the seeds that are in my hand into the ground in order for them to grow. In order for this podcast to have ever been created, first, it was an idea in your consciousness. You had to release it into the world in order for it to become a manifested reality. So let it go. Be non-attached. State it. Treat and move your feet. There is nothing that we need to cling to or, or grasp because we're not willing. We don't will the plant to grow. We don't put the seed in the ground and somehow do like this Jedi mind trick and be like, grow, grow, grow. We let it grow. We observe it, but we let it grow. So release is let it go, surrender it, move your feet. How do you know what to move your feet on? I mean, that's, you know, I'm giving you some big questions here, but how do you know what to move your feet on? Do you, through contemplation or? So the moving of feet is when the more we know ourselves, because therein lies the thing, it's, it's you know, matrix reference. Temet Noske, when he goes to see the Oracle and above the doorway in the kitchen, it says, Temet Noske, know thyself. If I'm sitting here, you know, and you're sitting there, and I know you have uh, some water near you as well, how do you know when it's time for you to take a sip? How do I know when it's time for me to take a sip? There's something that says, <coughs> dry mouth, take a sip. And I don't have to consciously think that there's a response. It's the same thing with a loved one. Do we consciously say, today at three o'clock, when my son comes home, I'm going to hug him because it's just there's something that says this love wells up and reach out and hug. It's the same thing. If, if we are clear on what it is we desire to experience, there's a book, there's a podcast, there's a, a work of art, there's, there's a documentary, there's a whatever that is that we know we want to create. Are we grounded in it? Are we, are we feeling it? then there are steps to take to create it and i'm clear on what those steps are then we move then we act but we're not going to act if we're not clear so the clearer we are the more the steps it's like dr martin luther king jr said you don't need to see the whole staircase just the step that you are on and when you step on that the next one will avail itself and then step on to that one so simply being clear with what do we want to experience? What do we want to create? What do we want to manifest? Do the practice, and then the next step will appear. And when it does, take the step. And if there's hesitation, ooh, but what if people judge me? Pause, get grounded and ask, 
Why am I letting that hold me back from living my best life? Why am I letting that hold me back from creating? Why am I letting that, like what's going on that's causing me to be apprehensive or in fear? And then do the practice regarding that so that we can be courageous and like truly live our best lives, not just for ourselves, but for the collective. Now, can you do an affirm an affirmative prayer or, or a treatment for for anything? I mean, let's say I want to have a hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Can I do a, an affirmative prayer for that? Yes, you can. Yes. What would that be like for all those that, for all those that are listening and wanting to have a hundred thousand dollars? What would that What would that be like? Okay, hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So in this moment, I anchor and recognize that God is all there is. And because God is all there is, it is the infinite source of everything that there ever was, ever is, and ever could be. And I understand that that exact same source is incarnating itself, demonstrating. It is breathing itself as me right here and right now. So there is that truest part of me that is the infinite source of all there is. I recognize that I have infinite thoughts, infinite ideas, infinite amount of love. I, too, am without limit. And so I know right here and right now that this thing called $100,000 is a specific amount of financial resource. And because I am the exact demonstration of the infinite, then $100,000 if I right now claim it, then it's already mine. So right now, I state this as a known fact. I am wealthy. I am fiscally healthy. I am an excellent steward of every dollar, every dime, every penny. I have an account that has more than $100,000, and I steward this money well. Why and how? Because I know that I am the infinite, stewarding the universe. And so I steward my universe, my life, my health and well-being financially. And I'm grateful to know this. I'm grateful to be able to recognize financial independence. I am grateful to be able to recognize that with this money, I am able to be a philanthropist and support and help others in demonstrating and uplifting and nourishing their lives. Because the money by itself for me does no good. The money is seeds. It serves to plant, to grow, to nurture life. And I am grateful to know this. And because the law says yes all the time and always and only says yes, then I know that these words are already manifested fact. In that which is the mind of God, the mind that is God, for there is only one mind, I know that this already exists, fully formed and fully functioning. And so I stand back, I surrender, I release, I let go, and I receive what I know to be mine. I am healthy, I am financially responsible and well, and I am good. And so it is. Awesome. That's awesome. You have some energy in there. <laughs> Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Yeah. Is there any, I mean, is there a length of prayer? I mean, you know, five seconds or can it be 10 minutes or is there a, an average? So the general <laughs> idea, uh, and it's, you know, sort of a, you know, an unspoken rule of thumb, you know, based upon some of the things that Ernest has said. One, you don't have to even speak a spiritual mind treatment. 
the moment you know it's already done right soon as you know if we think of you know the example of yeshua in the bible you know even when we look at it metaphysically it's simply pick up your pallet and walk it's simply oh you're the servant is already healthy already well by your faith it is done it's simply done so we don't even have to speak it we simply know it in terms of length how long does it take for you to feel that what you are saying is true so for me personally one of the reasons why i do treatment the way i do is because the more energy it's it's sort of like a cosmic snowball that i'm letting roll that's down the, the hill that's the name of my next podcast cosmic snowball see there you go <laughs> there you go see it's only one mind right but it's this idea of i start with one single word whatever the first word out of my mouth is there that's that small snowball that i'm starting to form and with each new word the snowball gets bigger and bigger and then i set it at the top of the mountain and i tip it and watch it roll and it gains momentum and it gains in size and it gains in momentum and it gains in size and boom there it is so for me i build the energy like i said that that those mental equivalents I build the energy so the four pillars of my mental equivalent are like, as soon as I say, and so it is, I'm like, oh, yes. Like, I, I want you to feel excited about what I just spoke. So, yeah, it could be anywhere from five seconds, because once again, the, the children's version is God is, I am, I know, I'm grateful, and so it is, or it's done. Like, that's very short. So it can be as short as that to up to however long it takes to get in the energy of whatever it is you are speaking, treating, declaring. Can you do a, a treatment for somebody else? Is that, or is that even advisable? You know, if there's somebody else who's going through something and, you know, you, you would like to help them out in a way. So the overall general idea is we are not praying for them. What, right. what I'm doing is, so for example, say you say that $100,000 thing, you asked me to treat for you regarding that, right? Right. What I'm technically doing, because there's only one mind, I'm treating my mind, right? And because there's only one mind, the mind that I use, the mind that is God is the same mind that you use. So the moment I plant, think of it once again, the garden. Say we both have, you know, your house and my house, we share the same backyard, the same plot of land. And I go out in my yard and I throw seeds, you know, for an apple orchard all over the yard. I didn't specifically go onto your side of the property to plant them, but they're going to grow. Same idea. The moment I put it into my mind, the moment it is in my consciousness, it's already in the one mind which means it can't help but to already be in your mind. So in that way, we are sort of, quote unquote, sort of praying for the person, but not supplicating prayer the way traditional prayer would be. Like, dear Lord, Jim said he wants $100,000. So Lord, please let, it's not that. I don't pray on your behalf or anything. It's me anchoring in consciousness what I know about you 
because I know it about me. And then I state that. Got it. Got it. All right. So just to recap, let's go through the steps real quick. We've got recognition. What does that mean? Recognition. God is all there is. Identification or unification. God is all there is. Then it must be exactly what I am and where I am. Realization. I know that whatever is true about God must be true about me. Gratitude. I am so grateful to know this and be able to speak this truth. Release. I let it go. I move my feet and I receive accordingly. Awesome, Raymond. Thank you so much. It's been great to, my to, pleasure. to go through this. You're, you're a very talented teacher in this, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. I am honored. I am grateful for you. Thank you. What's uh, one final thing or piece of advice you'd give our listeners about, about spiritual mind treatments or about anything else? Oh, good question. Good question. The, I guess the, the one thing that I would leave folks with is there's a lot going on in our world today. A lot. Just the number of mass shootings, it's it's still January 2023, and just the number of mass shootings that have occurred this year alone, it boggles the mind. We are here to do the work of creating a world that works for all. So get to know yourself well enough to know what is it that you are here to contribute? What is it that is your specific gift and talent what, what are you able to bring to not just the individual pull yourself up by your bootstraps concept, but what are you here to bring to the collective so that we truly can bring more health to people, bring greater education to people, bring food and clothing and clean water to people? Because spirituality, just for the sake of, you know, everything's daisies, gumdrops and unicorns doesn't do any good for the world. So we want a world that works for all. If you're listening to this now, then you're here to be part of that project. How can people find out more about the Center for Spirituality Integrated Arts? So simply look for the name, you know, Spiritually Integrated Arts on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. There's also a YouTube channel. There's no website at this present moment. But just, you know, search any of those on those platforms and you will find information there. Well, Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson, it's been a pleasure to have you back on Big Universe. Thank you. Thank you. Great being here. Tell Sarah I said hello and may the force be with you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, and also with you. If you'd like to get in touch with me, send an email to jim at youthrivehere.com. And uh, Raymond Anderson, make sure you check out the Center for Spiritually Integrated Arts on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and uh, I guess in your local newspaper. No, no, not, not pretty, soon. pretty soon. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Big Universe. Have a great day. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. 
part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.